Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I am good, <laughs> Shepard. Ooh, right off the bat. Right off the bat. That was a bad right, one. Diving no. right. I like it. I appreciate the effort. Oh, thank you. I'll give you a little applause. Thanks. <laughs> we got to hype each other up, you know? Yeah. These are difficult times. We need These to just focus on the good six, things. Season six is a difficult time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think seasons, season four knocked us down and like rummaged Ooh, through our pockets. It did. Season five was like the helpful nun that comes along and it like helps the, you up. Yeah. And then season six is the nun pulling a knife and finishing the job. <laughs> yeah, being like psych. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's felt like. That's a very good description. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as, as Stefan mentioned, we are on the episode, The Good Shepherd, season six. I didn't write down what episode number it was. Um, <laughs> let me find out. They're all starting to blur. I know. Uh, this is eight. Episode eight. Okay. Episode eight. So yeah, almost halfway through Half- the season. We are. Uh, and the description of this one is Hobo Aids, a Financially Troubled Church. Yep. First aired November 1st, 1984. Yeah, let's I, do this. I'm going to just jump right in because this episode, just FYI, is another one. I watched it twice. It's still like fuzzy in my brain. <laughs> Well, and it's a Christine Foster episode, it is. so the expectations were high. We're so high. I'm sorry. It's not an A-plus game. I don't know what happened. I would like to know the behind the scenes. I, maybe she gave up. <laughs> yeah, she's like, fine. You want something? Here. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to ruin it anyways. She's got like a one-man Broadway show she's been working on. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's branching out. <laughs> she's starting to do big things. Yeah. Yeah. Her career's really taken off. Yeah. And she's like the hobo. Yeah. I, got, I ain't got no time for this. <laughs> no. Here you go, just put my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode starts with some more strange music. We've talked about the music a lot in this season. It's very strange and it's persistent it's throughout everything. Consistently awful. It's so bad, and this is no exception. It's like some weird Renaissance fair. Yeah, like, it's supposed to sound like a glockenspiel or yeah, something. Yeah, like I guess like pastoral British village. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is what going we're in for. Oshawa. <laughs> we're in, I think we're in Markham, right? <laughs> yeah, we're somewhere in the sort of that GTA, GTA area. But as we know, they have rice patties in G- in Toronto. Of course, so yes. Pastoral British village. Sure. <laughs> That's the. Of course, there's Chinatown, <laughs> yeah. Cabbage Town, Pastoral English British Town. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> All those lovely tutors or whatever they're called. Those yeah. houses. The frilly collars. <laughs> yeah. They wear those wigs. The pants that <laughs> they're are like really English. Pants that go to the knees with the socks. We're doing like up. Elizabethan times. <laughs> yeah. Just a big mishmash. They've got their own globe theater. <laughs> It's consistently burning down. because it, it just keeps burning. The bear fights are next door. <laughs> yeah. That's Spend where they got the bear on the rope. They just borrowed it from the bear fight ring. <laughs> I believe it. Yep. It's totally. You should come visit Toronto. It's a great city. Lots of bears. <laughs> all of them fighting. All, all the bear fighting. Yep. <laughs> so yes, weird pastoral renaissance music with church bells. Uh, an old car pulls up, and this is where I wrote in brackets, Mike, question mark? Yes, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> okay. uh, also, because this car is super rad. It, I like this car. It's like one of those old school boats. Yeah. It's very It looks cool. like someone took one car and slapped it on top of another <laughs> car and then just left it in the sun for the day. Like It's like two cars <laughs> melting into each other. It reminds me of um, the car from Mad Max. That uh, Not Furiosa. I'm trying to think of his name. His name is Toe Cutter in the first one, but in this one, he is... 
the bad guy. Morton Joe. I was going to say Joe. Yeah. Morton Joe has a car that's two cars stacked <laughs> on top of each other, and that's yeah. literally what it is. And that's what this car kind of looks like. But it is a 1958 Chevrolet Impala. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. It's good to know. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, so this car, this sweet car, pulls up to the church, and this like stereotypical Catholic priest gets out. He's got like the collar. He's wearing a suit, not the robes, but yeah. like the hat. Like, dude is very priesty. Yes. <laughs> he's extra priesty. <laughs> he's an old man. He's got the glasses. Very just full on. Um, Hobo also arrives at this point. He's just like chilling. He's watching the priest get out of the car. Lurking in the bushes outside of church. As he, yeah. Hobo can't go inside. He'll be struck by lightning. Oh, he'll be burned. <laughs> the whole like Cthulhu stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know. The whole eldritch horror <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, it just doesn't go together yeah. in church too well. Um, but you know, he's going he's gonna to see what happens. Uh, the priest looks at this empty lot next to the church as a for sale sign. Uh, he makes a comment about how sad it is, like that they've they're putting it up for sale before he has a chance to like do anything about it. Did you read the sign? No. Okay, so the sign says Farquharson. I, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> and there's a number six four zero four one five one. I looked it up. It's an actual real like real estate place <laughs> really? that was running outside of Toronto, and that was their phone number. <laughs> so that was wow. a real sign. I wonder if they got lots of phone calls afterwards. I guess we should call them up. Yeah. <laughs> Watched an episode of The Hobo? But like I just I punched <laughs> it into Google and I found like a newspaper from 1988 <laughs> and it had an ad that had that number and that sign in it. And I was like, wow. wow. I was going to say, normally on TV shows, don't they use that fake? Fake number. Like 555? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes, they do. Nope, not this time. <laughs> no, they, they just like, they just stole that sign from somebody's lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put it, we'll just, we'll put it back when we're done. <laughs> or it's like guerrilla filmmaking. They find the lot, they shoot for 30 seconds, they run off before anyone notices them. <laughs> they send the intern just in case yeah <laughs> he can run fast he can disappear into the woods for a while he'll be all right yeah the raccoons will take care of him yeah, yeah he is the king <laughs> ah this intern <laughs> so the priest is sad about the sign he goes inside uh then this couple just like springs out of the bushes the other bushes every bush has something in it <laughs> at this church there's so many things hiding in bushes there's a dog in one there's an english couple in the other there's probably like three other bushes what what do you think's in those uh there is uh the rock okay in one like uh, a rock or the rock? No, the rock. Oh, okay. Like Dwayne Johnson. All right. The rock. He's just hanging in the bush? He's just hiding in a bush. Aim for the bushes? <laughs> yeah. You thinking what I'm thinking, partner? Aim for the bushes. He aimed for the bushes. <laughs> he aimed for the bushes. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> Took me a second. I was like, oh, yeah, the other guys. <laughs> So that means Samuel L is in the other one. I think he's. I think he's in the same bush. Oh, the same bush. Share in a bush. Share in a bush. Okay. Yeah, keep him warm. <laughs> What's in the other one then? Oh, uh, I think there's an escape bear. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yes. and and I think the other bush. Maybe it's just a bush, and it's sad though. It's a sentient bush, <laughs> but nobody ever hides in it, and it's yeah. sad about it. And it's just it's just trying to be so appealing. Yeah, like, hide in me. It's like why would why didn't you aim for me, rock? Yeah. <laughs> I would have cradled you so nicely. Yeah, I got all these long branches. <laughs> it would have some, been so cushiony. Some are prickly, but some are soft. <laughs> I'd look out for you. Yeah. No. I just want to be a bush. <laughs> this poor bush. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's all five bushes around the church. The five bushes. <laughs> the five bushes. As they're known in, in Toronto. <laughs> it's going to be written into the new Bible. There you go. <laughs> There's got to be a new one coming at some point. One's got to catch on fire if it's getting <laughs> written into the Bible. It's a burning bush now. Yeah. <laughs> it's on fire. It's not saying anything, but it's on fire. It's a, it's a sentient <laughs> one. It's trying to say something. Yeah. Can't you hear the screams? 
just yeah. little cackles. <laughs> Only Hobo can hear the screams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying to cover his ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Make it stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, where's Moses when you need him? Uh, right. Moses and Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's the brother, right? Yes. Okay. Aaron's the one that does everything. Oh. Moses does diddly squat. Aaron does everything. Isn't that so typical? No one ever talks about Aaron. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least his name's still kicking around, but you know. I guess. I didn't remember him, so. No. Well, they didn't go up to get the Ten Commandments, so Actually, nobody, nobody really remembers him. Jeff Goldblum vo- voiced him in The Prince of Egypt, didn't he? Probably. I'm pretty sure he did. Well, that's an achievement. Yeah, that is an achievement. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum voicing you in anything is an achievement. Yes, in my life movie, yep. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. It's you playing yourself, but it's Jeff Goldblum doing your voice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's very artistic. <laughs> it says a lot. <laughs> So yes, out of the bushes spring the most British of British couples. Yeah. Uh, their accents are so hoity-toity British. Yes. <laughs> they've, got, they've got the Queen's English. They do. They're dressed like it too, like the suit. And mm-hmm. She's got the hat and like the like dress thing going on. Uh, I just wrote uber British is what I wrote. Yep. Uh, I feel like they should have tea in their hand. <laughs> like the pink they've got cap. it in flasks. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Never far. Uh so they are talking. They have stashed something in the priest's trunk because no one would suspect a man of the cloth of being an international smuggler. Um, so his trunk was checked when he crossed the border from wherever, but no one found whatever they had stashed in there. So now they're going to go and they're going to get it out of the trunk. Yeah. This is where I wrote the two were like the British Boris and Natasha, like from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're Actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's exactly who they remind me of. Uh, the woman's name is Diana. Diana. I think the man's name is Roger, or I, I just invented that. I didn't actually write down their names. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I'm going to call him Roger. I don't know if that's his name. So Diana is like, we got to wait till it's dark, because it is blazing daylight on a street with it's a like church. High noon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's other people, I'm sure. There's duels houses. going on on the street next <laughs> right? to them. The bear fights. Yeah. <laughs> Roger's like, nah, don't be ridiculous. We're not thieves. Yeah. <laughs> As he goes to steal something As from the back of like the trunk. he goes to like jack the trunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he does. He goes to the trunk. Hobo jumps on it and is like, nah. Terrifying presence. Bam. Really, because they like freak out as per usual when the hobo is sitting there wagging his tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, people. <laughs> Just give me pets and I'll move. <laughs> yeah. You want to come over to my bush? Yeah. I'll peed all over it. <laughs> it's, it's great. Definitely mine. <laughs> yeah. But I'll make room for you. <laughs> the semi bush is like, I wish someone would pee on me. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh-huh. So they freak out and they're like, well, We'll just wait. That dog has to eat sometime, does he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, I think they say, well, he's got to eat some, sometime, darling, and so do we. He's got to eat sometime, darling, and so do we. Yes. I'm like, those are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Hobo run. <laughs> well, or they run. Oh, they I mean, run, whoever. Yeah. That's true. Hobo's just open his mouth, the tentacles come out. Yeah. Blah. But his mouth opens like four feet. Like, it's larger than his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is the end of the episode. Diana yep. and Roger go missing. <laughs> Nobody discovers anything. Nobody finds anything. <laughs> so we go to the inside of the church where the priest, I never know if they're like a priest or a father or a reverend. I'm just going to call him a priest. Yeah, I think uh, that's safe. His housekeeper, or I'm assuming she's his housekeeper. She's ironing stuff all the time. Uh, she's talking. She's like, oh, it's such a shame you went all the way for nothing. Um, and he says, yeah, they're going to sell the vacant lot unless I raise the money myself for this daycare they want to build. They want to build a daycare on the vacant lot. And then 
I don't know what kind of church this is. It could be a Catholic church. I don't He's know. He's got the collar. He's got the collar, but it doesn't seem very like the Catholic church I know, but. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> yeah. he went somewhere with a central authority and they would not give him the money to buy yes, the lot. They said, no, those children don't deserve a place to be. No. <laughs> They're unbaptized. Yeah. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> and they've got a bush. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's enough. Right? Very kind. <laughs> the, <laughs> take care the little of known sixth daycare bush. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the housekeeper walks away. We zoom in on the TV. Uh, and we get a commercial, an American, it seems very American used car commercial, for Niederhoff's used cars. Yeah. And yes, it is those Niederhoffs. It is. From Who season gave them five. guns? I know. <laughs> they are full on like cowboys in this commercial. They're firing guns constantly. <laughs> Just the whole commercial is so loud and so overpowering. It's them shooting guns. They're wearing like cow- the cowboy hats. Yeah. They're like in southern, they're doing southern drawls. Like the graphics flashing on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. And obviously, you can't avoid listening to it because the priest is like, uh, "What the f- is this?" Yeah, he makes a definitely makes a face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What is on the TV?" So they're going off about like, "Bring in your cars, we'll buy your used cars, sell your used cars, 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 cars." Woo! Um, he gets finally, he's intrigued. He's like, "Oh, okay, I think I have a plan." Did you notice what it says at the end of the commercial? Um, no. What does he say? So uh, it goes black, and then it's just words, and it says Niederhoff used cars. Four cars with class. Oh, yes, with Ks. With Ks. <laughs> like Mortal Kombat Ks. Yeah. Cars with a K, class, class with, with a K. K. It's like, why? Car and class start with Cs. <laughs> why? Well, it's not even like his name starts with a K. K. There's no reason for no. the Ks. I do like that the the father is like, yee-haw, this is <laughs> Healy. This is Healy. Yee-haw. He gets strangely <laughs> excited. He does, yeah. He, and he says yeehaw, the priest, a lot now. From the rest of the episode, yeehaw is like his new catchphrase. Yes, he's never heard it before. <laughs> he's so excited about this new phrase. It's not in the Bible. No one ever says yeehaw, <laughs> yeehaw in the Bible. Bible. If they do, let me know. Yeah. I want to read that passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeehaw. Um, we talked a little bit before we recorded this. Does the father remind you of anyone... Because I asked you if he reminds you of a Star Wars character. You did. And as I was watching it, I was trying to think of who it would be. And the only one who came to mind was the Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. And I don't think that's who you were going no. for. I'm looking at 3CPO. Oh. Because the way he walks and the way he like gesticulates, where he's like very rigid and everything bends at the elbows and joints, like his elbows, his he's knees, his shoulders. He's very robotic. He like, he's, yeah, he's got this sort of <laughs> robotic... Also, the other thing I want to mention is he has an accent as well. Yes. I don't know what it is, though. No idea. I, his nanny, his grounds, I don't know what to call her. <laughs> yeah. She's Scottish. Oh, definitely. She's full-on Scottish. we got these British people. Yes. we got the father. We do. The only, like, naturalized Canadian North American accent are the Niederoffs in this <laughs> yeah. entire episode. That is so true. And they mention it's Markham. It's not like they're trying to fool us into thinking we're somewhere else. No. <laughs> like, this so is just... Why do they all have accents? I don't know. That's true. Maybe that was the Christine Foster detail. Just everyone gets an accent <laughs> this time. Just what accent do you want to try? Go you for go it. You go for it. <laughs> this is season six. You yeah. do whatever you do want. Do what you want. <laughs> also, we talked a little bit about it. He also reminds me, the priest, of Spock. Yes, a he's little a, bit of Spock. He's in got there. a little bit of a Spock look, especially when he's not wearing the hat, the haircut. Yeah, visually he has a that Very kind of Spock, Spock face. Yeah. Yes. 
so that's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's decided he's going to yeehaw, sell the car. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, so he goes outside with Mrs. Healy. Um, at this point, the hobo tries to tell him that something is in the trunk. But once again, the lack of ability to speak gets in the way. Because the man, the priest, just goes to the back and goes, oh, it's open, and just slams it shut. Yep. He's like, thanks, dog. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and the hobo's sitting there with his like, head in his hands, like, god damn it. <laughs> in his hands. Yeah. They're not his hands. <laughs> no, he's got the human hands He's got again. the human hands again. <laughs> yeah, they've just appeared. <laughs> Poor Alice in that house. <laughs> <laughs> not again, hobo. She was knitting. Now she's yeah. like, she's just, like fumbling. Uh, not she's trying to get out of the bathtub but she can't <laughs> no. even with the extra railing she can't because she's got <laughs> she paws i really need those opposable thumbs oh. <laughs> hobo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah hobo's like annoyed uh the priest tells he- uh, mrs healy that's the housekeeper's name to like feed hobo like yeah well i'm gonna like feed him uh takes off hobo is like no i don't want your food no uh, and he follows the priest he just <laughs> runs after him uh, so then we go to the Niederhoffs. Larry is the son. Yes. Again, I wrote Al as the dad. I don't think it, he actually it, has a name. I think it is Al. <laughs> okay. And I did go back to the episode he was in, Scavenger Hunt, briefly, because one, I was like, is his name Al? Couldn't figure it out. Two, they weren't used car salesmen in that episode. No, they weren't. They had like a plumbing van. Yes. <laughs> I was like, they've changed careers apparently. They have. But then again, there's something that happens that makes me think maybe this episode is before that episode. Oh. So. Like a prequel. <laughs> a prequel. This episode may be a prequel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Larry Niederhoff, the son, he's like out in the lot trying to sell a car to some lady. Uh, we go to Al. He's on the phone, just being his usual, like, chatty, sleazy, horrible self. I mean, I like Al, but he's not a guy you'd ever want to actually know. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Or do business with. Never. He would try and steal everything you ever owned. He'd be the kind of guy you want to meet at a party that you're not hosting. <laughs> yes. And hang out with for, like, an hour. Yeah. And be like, well, that's been great. Yeah, it's uh, good to know you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will cross the street if I ever see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we go back to Larry. He's trying to sell this car to this woman, and he's like, he like smacks it. He's like, ah, oh, it's a great car. And the like fender falls off. The front bumper front falls bumper, off. Front bumper, that's and it. And then the the trunk opens. <laughs> Pops open. She obviously is like, nope. Uh, he keeps trying to like save the deal uh, as the tr- car just falls even more apart. Disintegrates. Like, the, the, the door falls off, like the side panel. Yep. Like this thing is not kind of fun. It, it did a good job in taking it apart. Yeah. This is a 72 Oldsmobile Delta, oh. uh, 88 wow. is what it's, what it's called. <laughs> Mike would like to inform everyone that the 1973 Delta, so the next one, is the car that was featured in all of the Evil Dead movies. That's what Ash drives. Oh, that's cool. It keeps cool. showing up. It's that same model. <laughs> Must be a good car. Yeah, Not this good one, car. But Sam general. Raimi still owns it. Really? Yep, he kept it. <laughs> Sam Raimi, are you a hobo fan? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. Although I really would like to see a Sam Raimi directed hobo episode. It would be the Lovecraftian horror that we all want. <laughs> exactly. We should pitch this. Yes. Do it now. Maybe <laughs> when we do our hobo reboot, yeah. we'll do special Halloween episodes. <laughs> yes. I think he'd be on board. Yeah. We, we give How him hard full could creative it be to control. fit a German Shepherd with prosthetics? <laughs> Technology is much better nowadays. <laughs> oh, we're not doing CGI. It's all real. <laughs> oh, definitely. We're doing a John Carpenter. <laughs> we're going to put the latex on that dog. 
Absolutely. try to get latex yes. out of hair, though. Ooh, uh, we'll just have to shave him afterwards. Yeah, it's dogs fine. love that. Absolutely. He won't look weird at all. No. What would a shaved German Shepherd look like? <laughs> sad. <laughs> Very sad. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the car falls apart. Larry's real sad because he's like, Dad, I'm not a salesman. Uh... Uh, Larry just calls her like a windy shopper. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to like, he's being very supportive of his son. Yes. He's not like being like, you suck. He's like, no, it's her fault. Yes. <laughs> not Blame you. the customer. Exactly. <laughs> um, they decide they need a gimmick. Well, La- Al decides they need a gimmick. I don't entirely understand the point of their gimmick. So they're going to do a car of the month. They need a real beauty of a car, not to sell, he says, but to give away. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how it works either. Unless like the gimmick is like a contest, I guess, to give away a car. I mean, that would make sense, but I don't know how that would drive sales. I don't either. I don't understand his plan. Uh, It's fine because it's not going to be a big issue for the rest of this episode. Um, Because it just leads up to them being like, but where are we going to find a good car as the priest drives in honking a horn yep do you ever drive into a car lot honking your horn <laughs> no i usually <laughs> lean out the window and go yeehaw <laughs> 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 uh so they're excited they're like oh yeah there's our pretty car we're good uh we go back to the housekeeper she's ironing she's watching the news she needs to learn how to iron <laughs> i watched her and i'm like you don't know how to iron you're doing a terrible job she's all over the place she's flip-flopping the piece of whatever she's ironing is all mangled up it's not flat I'm like, lady, lady, <laughs> you're you the think worst of all housekeeper. People, a Scottish housekeeper in her like 70s would know. I think it's because she's serving an English minister. <laughs> I think there's some uh, <laughs> some Scottish some British. Scottish English tensions going on, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna see it in a second when the English the like really <laughs> English people show up. She is extraordinarily cold to them. I never put that together, but yes, she does not like them nope. instantly. Instantly, because they're English. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, yep. It's all coming together. Christine Foster. This is, this is what this episode is. It's like a commentary on <laughs> on class it. systems in the UK. Okay. Yeah, it's very subtle, but we're picking it up. Yep, we're getting it. It's genius. <laughs> so she's watching the news, and they are talking about the theft of six Chateau Lafitte Rothschild wine bottles. They were supposed to go up for auction. It, they were expected to get like a hundred thousand dollars for them, but they don't know because they've gone missing. So yeah, who knows? Um. Did you do any Googling on these wine bottles? I did not. I did. Are they real? <laughs> they are real. Okay. Uh, it is a real brand. They're actually one of the world's most expensive red wines. Wow. And the like winery that they come from, which is the Rothschild one, uh, average price of a 750 milliliter bottle is around $911 for just Ooh. like an average regular bottle from so that winery. So 1000 bucks for a bottle of wine. <laughs> just one of their regular bottles of wine. Not one of their fancy ones. Wow. Just a regular. And... Miss Healy has a good line here that I definitely agree with. She says, imagine paying all that good money for grape juice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, I know how much science goes into making a good bottle of wine. I understand all of that. I cannot fathom paying that much money for wine. For, yeah. Like, fermented grape juice. Like, I'm a big I'm a big fan of beer. Yeah. I would never pay that much for beer. Right. Even if I, I mean, maybe because I can't actually pay that much for it it's easy for me to say but even if i could yeah i don't think so i don't think i would do it i like i 
I know that like I have a friend who's really into scotch mm-hmm. and he went to I want to say a bar in Toronto and they had a bottle of scotch behind the counter that was like a $10,000 bottle of <laughs> scotch and you could pay 50 bucks for like a sip essentially. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I did that. I just wanted to it, know what, what it tasted like. Yeah. I could understand that. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, somebody had a $10,000 keg of beer <laughs> and they're like, do you want, you know, like, yeah. A mouthful for for ten, twenty bucks. I'd be like, yeah. I just want to know what this tastes exactly. like. Exactly. I'm not gonna buy a ten thousand dollar keg of beer. Absolutely not. Hell no. 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 And again, I have never had any wine that that's ex- that is that expensive. I've had like fairly decent bottles of wine that are like up there. Yeah. I used to work at a wine store, so we'd get to try some of the like fancier ones. They don't taste that different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I would argue that's just because your palate uh, that's is That's true. Not... I have a very unrefined mm, palate. Yeah, you need yes. a refined palate. I definitely need to, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not classy enough to understand. <laughs> no, no. I didn't want to tell you, Katie, but... It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to drinking my actual grape juice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to putting uh, four liters of wine in a hydro bladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Favorite customer. There you go. <laughs> So, yes, these are real wine bottles. They're really expensive. Miss Healy, not impressed. Um, so Diana and Roger have then arrived at the church. So this is where we get the scene where they knock on the door, Miss Healy answers, and instantly hates them. Yeah. <laughs> um, although she hates them, she does instantly, they ask where the priest went. She tells them everything they need to know. I think know. she just wants to get rid of them. <laughs> she just, yeah. She's like, leave. Because she's yep. like, yeah, he went to the card lot Niederhoffs to sell his car. Go. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave. Privacy does not matter. This is why I left Scotland. Yeah. And here you are. <laughs> what are you doing here? Should have like brought them in and like taken them to the basement. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Locked them with all the other English people down there. Yeah. Shoves them down there. Just full of British people. <laughs> yeah. They've got bear fighting. We've got English people. <laughs> Fight or just die. Them, duke it out down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just upstairs ironing but not ironing she's really just listening to them. yeah maybe that's why she's flopping around is because every time somebody she hears like a solid punch landing she like jumps <laughs> <Yeah>. a little <laughs> uh she's obvious obviously evil yeah. um so yeah privacy not a thing um he has just sold his car to the priest he has a name i did not write it down uh, I nope. just call him the priest. I just yep. <laughs> he sold his car for five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks, not a lot. I know, especially considering Larry was trying to sell that junker for eight eight hundred dollars. Yes. Like obviously he's awful and is inflating the price, but like. Well, and it's also 1984, yeah. and we know it's 1984 because earlier we had a shot where we could clearly see a calendar that said yes. June 1984. <laughs> That's a 58 Chevy. Yeah. In immaculate condition, beautiful. Like, it's been babied, yes. obviously. That's incredible. Like that that car is what twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. Like if I rolled in with like a I don't know a nineteen ninety five, I guess Saab. Impala. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the Impalas that we used to in the last twenty years weren't quite on par. But even yeah. like a ninety five Impala now, yeah, in mint condition, it's gonna be worth more than like the equivalent of five hundred bucks. Absolutely, yes. They definitely took advantage of this priest. Yes. But he's happy. He's like, he prays on the way out. He does. He's like, yay. He does tell them about the like daycare center. Um, And Larry, or Al, does that weird thing where he's like, oh, you are the one who bought it? That made me think like, was he trying to buy it? But that thread goes nowhere. No. (laughs) It's just a random comment. Yup. So 
so hobo has also arrived um <laughs> larry so the priest has left larry is super impressed by this car he's like it's a used car with nothing wrong with it that's amazing I've never seen one like this before. <laughs> this isn't how this works. <laughs> He's just loving this car. Uh, Hobo goes over and scratches the trunk, and they look at him, and they go, oh, like, catch that dog. He'll make a good guard dog. This is where I think it's a prequel, because they don't recognize the hobo, and they don't even make a comment about the fact that they had an encounter with a German Shepherd. I would but, like to think it is a prequel, but in my heart of hearts, I know it isn't. They just decided they not just, to comment on it. Yeah, it, and <laughs> I thought the same thing. And like in Mike's spreadsheet, he wrote the same thing. He's like, "How do they not recognize him immediately?" <laughs> yeah, it's just lazy. I don't, I don't, <laughs> but I don't understand why you bring the Niederhoffs back then. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole point of bringing back. Um, I've already forgotten his name. Danny, the mm-hmm. kid yes. in Finders Keepers and the other kid yes. is because they recognize the hobo. Yes. That's why you bring them back. <laughs> the whole story is them fighting over this dog yes. le- that they both had an encounter with. And yes. in this one, you have brought characters back uh-huh. that know the hobo and they don't know the hobo, right? <laughs> they- Milosh, same thing. Yes. Recognize the, the hobo. hobo. Like you have people who know the hobo. <laughs> the only way to explain it is it is a prequel. <laughs> But then they would recognize him in, in Scavenger Hunt. Yes. And, and they don't. Yeah. Oh, it is just lazy. It's just lazy. <laughs> it's lazy. It's just lazy and bad. Uh, it hurts my heart. Because it does not make sense. Like, I'm happy to see the Niederhoffs again. Sure. I, I liked those characters in Scavenger Hunt. Again, yep. horrible people, but they're fun. They're fun. They're, and they're played funnily. Yes. Like, good. Uh, but yeah, what is the point in having them be the used car salesman other than... Oh, look at these people from last season. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's and no answer to this There's question. no answer. It's just it's just lazy. It's lazy writing. Yeah. And yeah. It makes no sense. <sighs> Anyways, so <laughs> Larry's impressed with the car. Hobo scratches the trunk. They don't recognize him, but they're like, yeah, catch him. It's going to be a guard dog. Uh, Diana and then Roger then arrive in a car that I wrote is straight out of 101 Dalmatians. Yes. It is the Cruella de Vil car. It's a Mercedes-Benz SSK. <laughs> it is like an old school, I want to say jalopy, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah, it's just like a convertible Very British English. convertible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. It almost looks like you have to crank the front of it, it to get it going. Yes, exactly <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> Exactly it. You feel like they should be wearing goggles and like a scarf around. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They drive. Drive it through the snow chasing down a truck. (laughs) Yes. Flames coming out the sides. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Uh, So they rock up. They don't even pretend to look at other cars. They just immediately rock up to the priest car and try and convince Larry to sell it. Yeah. Like the wife is like, oh, this is like exactly what I was looking for, darling, blah. And Roger's like, yes, darling, blah. Um, Al is not going to sell it yet. He's playing hard to get, I think. It's Yeah, it doesn't make sense from a character point of view. No. Because he just bought it for 500 and they're like, we'll buy it for 1000 and I think it even goes up to two. Yes. That's instant profit. I think he would turn that around. He is so set on this car of the month gimmick that he's not willing to sell it to them. Yeah. It's so weird. And you think from the English people's point of view, like it's $100,000 at least worth of wine. Yeah. You think they might offer their car in exchange? Just be like, hey, do you want this Mercedes? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's beautiful. Because that is 
a beautiful car. And that's eye-catching. It's yeah. Very that's your car of the month? All right. You are set. <laughs> yes. Like, people be like, ooh, interesting. And they, they drive away because they're clearly rich. Oh, very clearly. Like, they could buy the wine, I'm sure. Yeah. They just don't want, they don't want to. Yeah. They're just of the mind. They don't want to spend that money. This is how they're getting their thrills. Yeah, exactly. Getting their kicks. Yep. Yeah. It's very strange. So, Larry doesn't, Larry comes over. He didn't catch the hobo, of course. Uh, and Al fills him in on the situation. And then Diana and Roger are sitting in their car, and Roger's like, I'm going to go back and offer him 5000 Yeah. Like, that'll do it. And then Diana is like, nah, we'll just come back tonight and help ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, if you've already stolen this wine, stealing a car is not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to the church. Uh, the housekeeper is watching TV. The priest comes back. He's carrying the sign from the... the, the <laughs> just took watch. it out of the he ground. pulled it out <laughs> yeah. of the ground. I'm pretty sure like real estate agents keep those, right? Nah. I'm pretty sure they take them back. Those got to be expensive. Anyways. The production he, crew <laughs> stole it when they were filming. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's super excited, the priest. He's put down the first payment on this lot. He, Mrs. Healy, his housekeeper, is practical and is like, okay, but what about the next payments? <laughs> yeah. Also, what about building the building? <laughs> yeah. Just because we own the area does not mean yeah. <laughs> suddenly a daycare You don't, you don't water up. the ground and then the daycare pops <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Like one of those like sim games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a little tiny building. You put it in the puddle and then <laughs> <Yeah>. it expands. <laughs> it takes a little longer, like a month. But yeah. You know, but I mean, eventually as long it as it rains, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Just do it in the rainy season. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh the priest is he's a big fan of like the Niederhoffs because he's decided he's gonna take a cue from them do some promotion uh and his idea of promotion is bingos car washes Mrs. Healy interjects at this point to very unenthusiastically say bake sales Mm -hmm. to which he replies oh thank you for offering this is a woman who typical English so English just jumping right in being like you're gonna do what I say yep because Mrs. Healy clearly hates bake sales. Yes. Like, she has some trauma around <laughs> bake sales. The way she said it. That's how like she got out of Scotland. flashbacks. <laughs> she sold, she had bake sales until she could <laughs> yeah. get enough to Save charter on over. Yeah. So many sugar cookies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's super excited. She's not. Uh, we go back to the used car lot. Larry is cleaning the car. Getting it ready for tomorrow's commercial they're going to shoot. First, we're hearing about it. Uh, Hobo returns and uncovers the wine in the trunk. Uh, At this point, he gets caught by Al. Al, like, sneaks around and, like, puts a little rope around his neck. Yeah. Uh, But he also notices the wine, gets really excited, and is like, let's drink! Yep. (laughs) Which, I mean, really, if you found a bottle of wine, sure. In a car, you just buy it. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, So we go to Hobo. He's been tied up outside the office. Larry and Al are inside getting real drunk. They're very drunk. Off of one bottle of wine. So they've each had half a bottle. Yes. I mean, wine's pretty potent. Yeah. To be fair. Uh, but they are very drunk. They're doing the cross-eyed thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, yeah. They're drunk acting. A plus. <laughs> so Al is like telling Larry, because Larry's not a fan of the wine, to like put a lemon in it. Because that'll like zhuzh it up. That brings out, really brings out the tang. Uh, and Larry is saying he likes bubbles. So he's dropping some ginger ale in there. Making a little it sangria. A yeah, spritzer. Yeah. Oh. Making a spritzer. <laughs> Which is, I'm sure, supposed to be an in-joke about how they're ruining this fabulous wine yeah but again if that's how you like to drink wine drink it like go that. go for it like i mean that's sure. free wine baby <laughs> you're getting more bang for your buck especially if you add the ginger ale to it mm-hmm. although i suggest club soda 
Ginger ale adds a weird flavor. Well, suggestion rejected. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so Al calls it old and dry, and Larry says, like, Aunt Sophie. Yes. Which causes Al to just lose his shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he falls out of his chair laughing. It's He's good. He's on the floor. This whole little sequence is actually pretty funny. Yes. Like we said, we like these two characters. Terrible. I mean, I don't love them, but like they do As characters, fine. they're fine. They're fine. It's like Mr. Bean. Exactly. You love Mr. Bean. He's hilarious to watch. You never want to know the man. No, and in small doses. Yes. Small doses. Yep. <laughs> so at this point, Hope has escaped his rope as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a little newspaper. You know, you pull the newspaper thing out. Yeah. Um, there's one sticking out. So he just like takes it in his mouth. He brings it to the door and knocks as the hobo does. <laughs> <laughs> he's so polite. <laughs> no open windows. So he's like, I'll knock. Yeah. <laughs> Al opens the door. He takes the newspaper, uh, and they discover a story about the wine theft, and Al panics. Yes. (laughs) He is immediately on to, like, cover up, like, oh, my God, it's worth $10,000 a bottle, which doesn't make sense if it's going to sell for $100,000, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Math. No consistency. Uh, So they're going to hide the wine. They, like, go and throw it in the trunk of that old $800 junker of a car the delta yeah (laughs) yeah um then they get in their van and drive away they drive away (laughs) they're drunk i know this is wrong for two reasons one they're drunk two where are they going (laughs) that was exactly i was like okay you just had a half a bottle of wine each definitely over the legal limit yes you literally (laughs) fell out of your chair chair right a minute ago and then there's no explanation they just throw the bottle of wine in the trunk and leave yes they don't tell us why. They don't shut down the business. They, nothing. <laughs> they just run. Yep. I guess it's because they're drunk, but <laughs> from a storytelling point of view, just tell me why. Yep. <laughs> but no, that's this episode is frustrating in that. <sighs> All right. As they leave, uh, <laughs> Hobo is on the car's trunk with the wine. Yes. And Roger and Diana arrive. We should also say, it's still not nighttime. No. It's very sunny outside. Yep. Um. But they are like, cool. They think the wine is still in the other car. So they go to that car, jump in, and take off. They just drive it away. They, I'm assuming they have keys? I guess. Or the key was still in it. In it? Terrible used car sales lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, because they literally just jump in and drive away. They pull off to the side of the road f- farther away, I'm assuming, next to their actual car. Uh, and this is when they realize the wine is gone. They're like, nah, this is terrible. But they're going to go. They get back in their car. And they realize that if whoever found the wine, either the Niederhoffs or the priest, hasn't reported it as stolen or, like, returned it, they can negotiate with them. Yes. Maybe to have a new partner in this whole business venture. (laughs) So they're not, like, totally panicking yet. Okay. Then the Niederhoffs return to the car lot. It's the next morning. It's presumably the next morning. We have no indication of that. Zero. It goes from Roger and Diana chatting in sunlight to the Niederhoffs arriving in sunlight. Yes. With no, and like nothing indicating the time nope. fast. But it must be the morning because they're talking about the commercial crew arriving like in an hour. Yes. Uh, and they start getting dressed. Yep. For their commercial. Yes, they do. And they are dressing as clowns. Yeah. This is where the episode just lost me. I was like, ah, no. <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> We don't see them as clowns yet, so that's fine. I'll keep going. They realize that their car of the month is car is gone. Yeah. They go looking for it, and they're like, ooh. Also, they're shooting their commercial live. 
Okay, yes, they also mention that. Who shoots a live commercial? Nobody shoots a live commercial. That's a terrible idea. Yep. And is it really a commercial if it's live? Like It's just a, like a... A feature, I guess. I, like something you'd see on the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a commercial. And why would you do that for a used car lot? I don't know. It makes... The only reason they do it is so that what happens later makes some sense. I guess? Yeah. Again, this episode is a little frustrating. They realize the car of the month car is gone. We go to another scene where cops have pulled up to the church with the car, the priest's old car. They clearly have just finished talking to him. They've returned the car because they found it abandoned on the side of the road, still in his name. And he's like, well, I'm going to be a good dude because I'm a priest. I'm going to go return it to the Niederhofs. Yes. So he's going to go do that. Hobo (laughs) arrives at the priest's house, and all he does is watch him drive away. That's it. Pointless. Makes no sense. Anyways, we go back to the commercial crew. They're all getting ready to film. This is where I think they actually mentioned that it's live to air, because that's what I wrote. I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't understand. So, the commercial crew is getting ready for a live commercial. Roger and Diana are, like, in the bushes, their favorite place. (laughs) Just hanging in the bushes. Skulking in there. Just watching them go on. The priest pulls up. The commercial's going to start in 20 seconds. Yes. Everything's going to go down. The commercial director, by the way, is the guy who had the dog in Scavenger Hunt that got stolen. The guy was pretending to be blind. That's amazing. So he's he's working (laughs) with uh, the Niederhoffs again. He's back. I wonder if they recognize each other. Nope, because they don't recognize (laughs) the hobo. Nope, not at all. Uh, So the commercial starts. This is where I wrote, I can't watch, because they are in the worst clown makeup full clown makeup full clown gear clown makeup clown smiles wigs it's awful it's terrifying and i hate it (laughs) so much i can't watch anyways so thankfully they're only on screen in that outfit for a little bit hobo goes over to the priest he gives him something Al, like, is trying to delay this commercial that's yep. live because their car of the month car is not there, and he doesn't want them to use this shitty car. Yeah. <laughs> so he's constantly trying to, like, save face, I guess. Yes. Uh, he, like, whacks the car, and the trunk pops open. Uh, and so Hobo jumps in because he knows the wine's in there. Yes. And he just, like, puts a whole wine bottle in his mouth. Yeah. It can't be good on a dog's mouth. No. It's glass. It's, it's glass, and it's that weird round shape, and it's big. Yeah. Like, his mouth it's- looks... Like, it's straining to yeah. open. <laughs> straining to hold all that wine. wine. Um, I, I do like that Niederhoff switches from, like, yelling at everyone to delay the commercial, and as soon as they say oh, we're yes. live, he's just like, well, <laughs> hello! Like, he just turns it on immediately. He's such a professional. Yeah, he's really good. Five, 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 That's the car five, of two, the month over there. That's the car. You're on. Hi, this is Big Al Niederhoff and Niederhoff Lewis. He is really good, yes. Um, so he kind of... Um, I get their names mixed up all the time. Larry, the son, sees what the hobo is doing and goes over and is like trying to get the wine bottle out of his mouth. Yeah. And then Al joins them. At one point, they're pulling on the bottle and it like flies out of their hands. Yes. And ends up in the priest's hands. Yes. He's got a great catch. Yeah. <laughs> should have been a football player. <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> Maybe that. Who knows? Um, Al is like trying to play this whole situation off. He's trying to like. He's rolling with the punches he, really well. He's really improvising. This is a guy who's like definitely done some improv Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because the father shows up and he's like, call the police. He's like, yeah, call the police because every car here is a steal. Like he just. <laughs> he's yes anding. Yep. Yes, he is. <laughs> the whole thing through. Because, yeah, the priest is oblivious to the commercial crew. He's just trying to like, 
he's figured out that the wine bottles are stolen because Hobo gave him the paper. Yep. And so he's now just collecting wine bottles. Yep. Uh, as everything just descends into chaos. Yeah, because the Brits uh, like storm. They storm the beach. <laughs> storm the beach. <laughs> uh, yes, because the crew starts pulling out the wine from the trunk. Trunk, like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Uh, and Roger runs over, and instead of trying to talk about it, yep. play it off sneak in there he just tackles a man he d- he tries to take all six men out <laughs> just the entire camera crew he <laughs> yeah. just tries to take them all he just tries to like take them all down so they start to like tussle and then diana like at first she's watching with like that amused like oh yeah. these boys but then she just joins in too yep. she just jumps right in and starts grabbing bottles out of hands and like <laughs> <laughs> the director of this commercial is thrilled yes he's so happy yeah. he's like shooting this whole thing again it's live to air um <laughs> the bottles keep ending up in the priest's hands sometimes he keeps ending up with the bottles yes the cops have arrived uh, um and he's getting credited with rescuing these wine bottles mm-hmm. i should say through this whole thing like the whole chaotic scene there is a news reporter reporting on what is going Just on narrating over it but this is a commercial yes. not a news show no and they never explain <sighs> again let's Just give it up Kerrig at this point it's true it's re- i shouldn't care shouldn't care this much but it really annoyed me it's like why is there somebody narrating the scene uh, all right we go to the last scene of the episode. Al has been a good guy. He's at the church donating the car back to the priest. He's going to do something good. Yeah. Um, the priest mentions that, like, there's no bake sales or bingos needed. Like, they've received a reward for finding the wine. And Al and Larry say their business is really busy, so, like, they're good, too. Uh, at this point, the priest walks away. And Larry, the son, says, Dad, should we tell someone about the missing bottle of wine? Because clearly only five were recovered, yeah. not six. Uh, and his dad, who we know teaches him to cheat, is like, no. He says, who's going <laughs> to no. know? Which is their, their yeah. catchphrase. Uh, Hobo gives them a look, and there's like a bell that rings. And they're kind of looking a little like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Healy says blatantly to the priest, like, I don't trust those two. Trust your instincts. Doesn't make any sense. It does not. Because we're 15 seconds for the end of this episode. Why do we need this line? We don't need it whatsoever. She could just give them a look in the background, like as an actress, be like... "Mm." She overheard it. Yeah. And she's just like... Uh, The priest says, have faith. End of the episode. And then the hobo walks away and the episode is over. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) That is the episode. What did you think? It's a mess. It's such a mess. It's a big old heap. Just a big old messy heap. (sighs) So disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You let us down, Christine Foster. I'm so sorry. If there's a reason, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It 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 feels like with some tweaks, you could make a good episode out of this. Yeah, but uh, at this point, I'm just so tired. I don't even want to think what tweaks it would be anymore. <laughs> no, I'm like getting mad at myself for nitpicking things because I'm like, it doesn't matter. It did, nah, yep. I shouldn't care, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I don't uh, know why. But, but yeah, this episode was just. It was another one of those like you nailed it. It's lazy. It's the just, writing's lazy. The plotting is lazy. The like everything is just lazy. Yeah. And it makes no sense. No one really thought any of this through. No. <sighs> it's very annoying. Anyways, your hobo harm. <laughs> uh zero. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Hobo fight. Uh, I have the English people versus the Lennoxes from Scavenger oh, Hunt because okay. they were very uh, haughty, Sneaky. sort of. Yeah. Yes. I like to see them just duke it out. <laughs> 
I would do. A lot yeah. of hair pulling and slapping of the face. I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's how it would go down. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I said the English couple, Roger and Diana, uh, versus Natasha and Boris. From oh, yeah. Winkle. Yeah. I mean, they would be destroyed by Natasha and Boris. Oh, yeah. They've got cartoon physics. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'd like to see it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, um, I'm trying to think. I have a uh, Brad fact. Oh, yes. So this episode was filmed back to back with Lucky, which we just talked uh, about a yeah. little while mm-hmm. ago. Um, the church they're filming in is in Pickering, Ontario. Uh, yeah. um, and it apparently is literally just up the street from where they film most of Lucky, like that downtown. <laughs> it's literally like if they turn the camera to the right, <laughs> you'd see the church. So the hobo is like running back and forth between Lucky and Yeah, he's trying to like, do them both at the same time. He's like, okay, I got these bottles of wine, but that guy just jumped something <laughs> with a skidoo, so I gotta go back there. I would have loved an episode where it's the hobo having to help two people at the same time. Yeah, that'd be great. Like going back and forth. We did that. It was called... Uh, Romeo and Julio. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in a house with letter delivering. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for the next episode? I'm ready. Okay. Next episode is called Matchmaker. Yay. <laughs> Synopsis reads, tennis pro Carling Bassett helps Hobo prevent the breakup of a young couple. Okay. <laughs> we these well you mentioned Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. These couple episodes tend not to be good. No. <laughs> but maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe. Let's we'll find out next week. Alright. Well, <laughs> until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. <laughs> Bye.